0: Hi, this is the Think Queerly podcast, and I'm your host, Darren Steele, where I seek to help you address that big question. How do I make a difference in the world? And how do I potentiate? How do I live my best self? Well, I believe that self-mastery is the key to living a meaningful and fulfilling life. And in my work, I help Deep thinkers and creatives cultivate their purpose and potential by sharing insights and practices on the podcast that will help you with personal responsibility and leadership. And when you cultivate curiosity and understanding and respect for life, you'll enjoy more acceptance, tranquility, and freedom. So I want to talk about something today that really strongly and powerfully speaks to That last statement about living with more acceptance, peace of mind, and freedom. So I'm titling this, What Are Your Statements of Truth? And Why the Truth Kicks Sand in the Face of Positive Thinking and Affirmations. Now in a very recent session, um, one of my clients asked me at the the very end of the call to send instructions on how to craft his statements of self-truth and this is what i had termed it now he had been telling me about using affirmations to try and think positive and we had a discussion about how those words and actions are are mostly meaningless because they don't connect with one's truth so for example you might have the affirmation i'm rich and powerful and lovable it's an all too common one right and i admit 15, 20 years ago, I'm sure I wrote affirmations like that when affirmations were all the rage. But what reality does that connect with if you are not currently rich, if you're not powerful, and if you don't feel like you're lovable? If you don't feel self-love, then your brain and that part of your brain, the mammalian brain, the anterior cingulate cortex that depends on uh, social connection and care, it's not going to believe that affirmation. It's going to reject it. If you're sitting $50,000, $100,000 in debt, the reactive part of your brain, the threat part of your brain is certainly not going to feel safe. It's going to be worried about, you know, can you pay the bills? And your logical brain might be very smart about the whole thing and reject the affirmation in course because it looks at it logically and says this is simply not true so in my client's case he was working with statements like i am a good person and i am a lovable gay man or i am lovable as a gay man let me just say this about my client having worked with him for some time, he is a good person. He's a wonderful person. He has so much to give, and he cares deeply about other people. And as a gay man, he is more than lovable and deserving of love. But does he believe that? And that's one of the reasons he's working with me. But will repeatedly saying empty platitudes meaningless affirmations improve his life? Well, maybe, maybe to a a small extent, but it's going to be kind of forced. You're going to have to force yourself into believing this to be true when, you know, the rest of your being is pretty certain that it's not. And here's the paradox. As I explained about my client, of course he's lovable. Of course he deserves love, But if you yourself don't believe this thing, then you need to figure out what part of that statement is true until you can get to a larger, more all-encompassing belief around what is true. So the truthful way of dealing with this, or the more effective way of dealing with this, is to change how you feel about yourself. Now, we can improve who we are and how we feel about ourselves by accepting our current reality, our current truth, no matter how much it might suck, but we build upon that truth. To deny reality is a condition we're seeing an awful lot of in the news today, right? Fake news, trying to make shit up to get people to believe things. If you refuse to accept where you are right now, you're simply denying a truth. Accepting where you are does not mean you're going to accept that you're going to remain there. And that's the important distinction. Think of it this way. You want to build a house. Well, the first thing that happens is you have to bring in contractors to dig up a hole so that they can pour concrete or whatever material to create the foundations. And these foundations, you're not going to see once the house is built up on top of it. But think of the foundations as as your grounding the where you stand, that which makes you sort of the core of who you are maybe your foundations could also be thought of as you know who you became when you were growing from a baby to a child into adolescence and forming your identity and many of your beliefs and setting up many of your values and what what sits on top of these foundations are the parts of you that the rest of the world sees and you can also see the outside of the house and the inside of the house and all that goes into making a house a home and the home would be you and your identity. And if there's something you don't like about the structure of your house, well, you renovate, you change the paint, you add an addition, you fix the roof. But the truth is the house exists and the truth is if you don't like the wall, It's not because the wall is a false reality, it's because the condition of the wall has perhaps degraded or been ignored, and you now want to put your intention, sorry, you want to put your attention on making that wall look better. For us as human beings, it's how we want to feel. We may do external things like how we dress and such to look better, but in how we look, has an impact on how we feel. In how we act and behave comes from how we feel about ourselves. So, why is this true about me? Why is this true about me is the key question. So if we change the statement that my client um, first shared, I'm a good person. To, I'm a good person because... That's very different. When you tell yourself the truth about why you are a good person, that gives you something to work with. What can you say about your good nature that you are proud of? And similarly, similarly, (laughs) I am a lovable gay man. Well, I'm a lovable gay man because... That's a superior statement when you fill in the blanks because it leads to expressing the qualities that you want to highlight about yourself that you feel most certain about, that you know to be true, so you won't have some sort of an internal resistance, a negative reaction, or a disbelief. And as you become more comfortable with this statement of truth and saying it to yourself and practicing it, not only will you know it's true, but you'll actually start to add on to it in, in spending more time living that best quality of who you are. And then also adding to the structure, adding a new wall, adding a new coat of paint, fixing a window. Now, the intention with statements of self-truth is To express what you know to be true. Right? I'll say it again. The intention with statements of, of self truth is to express what you know to be true. This also means that you may struggle with being that person. But when you're being that person, you're being the best version of yourself. And this is simply embracing the light and the dark that makes up who we all are. We have our good and our bad, but the good informs the bad, and the bad informs the good. And the unity of this duality depends on the extremes. And it's finding that place in the middle and choosing what side we want to go to. And I'm assuming that most of us, yourself included prefer to focus on and embrace the lighter side or the positive side of our emotional nature and take more positive and productive actions that not only benefit ourselves, but others. We just cannot ignore what we dislike about ourselves. We can only seek to be a better version of that so-called dark side or negative aspect of who we are. So let's make this concrete. Let me give you some examples. I'm going to give you three lines from my personal manifesto, which are quite simply my statements of self-truth. So the first one, I am thoughtful, contemplative, calm, and compassionate. I love learning and teaching. I seek to listen and understand before I respond. Now, I have struggled gold. With being calm, I sometimes find it really difficult to be compassionate, let alone understanding. I seem to have a limited amount of patience for people who don't say they were going to do what they were going to do, who don't uh, follow up on agreements that they've made, and I just want to go in and I want to be short and brutal. Not brutal to be mean, just this wasn't done but that's not helpful. (laughs) And it gets me into trouble or it makes further communications with that person challenging or difficult. But I have to embody these qualities about who I am. And when I recognize the dark but choose to embrace the light side, I feel the most content, the most at peace, the most free, And the most accepted by others. And that results in happiness and joy. I never feel good about myself when I spend too much time in the dark. If I'm being, for example, inconsiderate or contentious or trying to make somebody feel bad about something that they've said on Twitter. Which is why I stopped doing it about six to nine months ago. It's more empowering to be better to myself by stepping back from that situation or recognizing that I need to take a breath and take a break. And it may actually be harder work to be thoughtful and contemplative and calm and compassionate because I have to then master myself, master my emotions and recognize my truth. Because it is easier to be negative than it is to be positively proactive and empowering and thoughtful about others. Think about it. You can just so easily spout off a bunch of language that's condemnatory, contentious and angry and lacks compassion and understanding and be done with it and move on. Not giving a shit about the other person's feelings. But it has a deep impact on you and who you are. And if you don't notice it right away, it will catch up with you at some point. And the more cognizant you become of embracing the dark and choosing, or I should say, recognizing and honoring the dark, but choosing to practice and embody the light, while it may be more challenging, while it may take more time in the beginning, the outcome will be much better. The freedom you will experience as an individual, the, the peace of mind and the acceptance you will have of yourself and from others will be that much greater. So here's the second statement about me. I am a deep thinker, a reader, a writer, and an author. These are true statements. These are statements of self truth. And I know these to be true about myself because I've published articles going back years to back up this claim. Uh, I was just working through my writing folder the other day and in one of the folders there's over 350 published articles. That's not even the total number of what I've published. This I believe is the 178th or 179th podcast I've ever recorded. But what's more important about that statement is that it is a grounding truth of who I am and how i express my purpose and my potential and this statement supports the first one i expressed to you because i i'm actively studying and practice practicing how to be thoughtful contemplative and compassionate that goes into the deep thinker that goes into the reading about that sort of material that expresses how i write about what i've learned through my own experience, to help others. And then finally, my purpose is to freely love who I am, to freely create the life I want, and to help others do the same. So that statement of self-truth is my personal mission statement. It speaks to, without saying it directly, that the gay shame I endured, as a child and in my adolescence and in my early 20s. And because of that experience in part, I often write and speak about it. I use it as part of my narrative to explain other things and to help other people connect with me to recognize that whether it be gay shame or shame for just being different or shame around whatever the case may be, my experience can help other gay men and queer people but anyone who can relate to that kind of discomfort and this leads me to my conclusion about why these statements are so important love is freedom and freedom is love so in the work i do as a coach and here on the podcast in my writing Personal freedom means having more prediction and response. And this is how our brain works. The more that we are able to respond to situations in life, both the good and the bad, the more we can have that sort of steady state where we have more control of our human brain, our intellectual brain, the prefrontal cortex, so that we can think logically, we can work with others, without a lot of discord or discomfort or disharmony. Love starts with the love of the self, with self-love. For the gay shame aspect, there's a challenge for a lot of gay men or a lot of queer people who suffer something similar to feeling like they were never loved, whether that be by images they saw on television or a family that excluded them or just the language of the religion that they were a part of. Love is having the prediction and the response about the acceptance, connection and care that you receive from yourself and others moving through life. And this acceptance, connection, and care that you receive is a necessary part of our our human being evolution. It starts as a baby in how we're cared for, the eye contact we make with our mother, with our parent, the touching and the caressing, the soft words that we hear that make us feel safe. These are all things that turn us into the human beings that we are. And as we grow up and we try and see ourselves in the world and as we become adults and then try and establish more uniqueness and perhaps try and really focus in in on our identity and what we believe in and what we stand for, if we don't address that core issue of self-love, we will never be free. Because a lack of love is a lack of prediction and response. And a lack of prediction and response is a lack of acceptance, connection, and care. And those three things are love. And those three things are grounding. And those three things make you feel safe and secure. And prediction and response is what is true about yourself and what you believe in. So when you know What your most important values are when you know why you believe what you believe. You won't need to cheat yourself with empty affirmations. You will only need to tell yourself the truth, the truth of self-love and freedom. Thanks for listening.